Welcome to the two o'clock hour right here. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. Um, a serious, serious topic has arisen. Huh. Has risen. And that is pizza talk. We're going to go to pizza's court. Now I'm going to visit the only court I could never be in contempt of. Food court. Bradley versus Dawn. They love to argue. On topics from the world of cuisine. White meat or dark meat? Blue cheese or ranch? It's Food court. Gotta be a better way to phrase that. Let's go. The Honorable Mike Ganger presiding. Something's happening in the food court. Oh, Sabaro! If people... Sabaro. If people love arguing about anything online more, I don't know, uh, than pizza, that is. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about right now. Feel free to join the conversation if you'd like to. But, Dawn, I brought this story especially for you. A slice... Of interest. Oh, you look like you have heartburn. No, I'm just, yeah, I am. I, I'm preparing myself. Good. Because I saw this story and I thought, ooh, Dawn's got to weigh in on this. Because if I know one thing about Dawn, it's that she does not think deep dish pizza <laughs> is pizza. Oh. But that is fighting words for some. Um, Dawn, here's the headline. Chicago deep dish is Yelp's top pizza of 2024. Now, that's the headline, but the story actually is that Yelp has these super users, I guess, that um, you know they go to for all sorts of things. They're called elites, mm-hmm. and I'm sure uh, I don't know if anybody out there is a Yelp elite. We'd like to hear from you, but I don't actually. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> all right, come on, get it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Yelp elites have determined that the top pizza joint in the United States is. Pequod's Pizza in Chicago, Illinois. Now, Dawn, if you don't know this, Pequod's is famous for Chicago deep dish pizza. Is it Pequod's or is that? Are you just saying that like a Texan with the emphasis on the front? Pequod's. I've been there. It's real good. No, it's not Pequod's. Their pizza is Chicago deep dish. Yeah. Okay. The best pizza in America, Dawn. Uh, now's your to chance. Yelp reviewers. Yeah. Have you ever read some of Yelp reviews? Okay. I see what you're doing. They're really trash. I see what they're, what you're doing. <laughs> you're like, why are you even eating in public if you have this oh bad of an attitude? Wow. People get real spicy on there, and you're like, that's not even a review of the food. So you don't think. Uh, well, I don't want to argue with that. That's just what they said. Yeah. You can argue with them, but I want you to argue with the actual issue. Mm-hmm. They think Chicago deep dish is the best pizza. Okay. Why tell the audience again, why you don't like calling deep dish actual pizza? Because, and by the way, I don't, for the record, I'm just trying to start a fight. I don't, I don't yeah. think you're alone. Yeah. I think that there are other people who agree with you. And that's why I wanted you to weigh in. I think I'm more of a New York style pizza type of a person because I feel like pizza should be judged. A large portion of it needs to be judged on the crispiness of the crust. And when you have a deep dish pizza, it gets real doughy in there. And it's not, it's also like the sauce doesn't, it's too soupy. You know what I mean? Like, the the water like if you have anything that could be watery as an ingredient on it it's just going to go into it and make it watery it doesn't like it doesn't bake properly with the ingredients on top to make them crispy or anything i think that the ratio of like 
sauce is too high. You actually called it, pizza. Uh, and I was hoping you would say this. You called it. It's like a it's like a pasta pie. Yeah, it's like a lasagna, lasagna pie almost. Wasn't that, wasn't that what you called it? Yeah, like, without noodles, but yeah, like yeah. anything that's in a lasagna, you just throw it in there. But it's soupy. It's too soupy inside, and it's too heavy. Have you ever? You haven't. Uh, you've had deep dish before. You've never had Pequods, I'm sure. So, no. Technically speaking, you know, they called yeah. it the best. We should maybe get you a piece if we sure, can find. It. I think you can get it on Gold, Gold Belly, Belly for sure. sure. It's probably eighty nine ninety nine. Like everything else on Gold Belly, as we learned this yeah. week. Yeah. I just feel like it's too soupy, soupy sales inside there. Like it is, it's too mushy. It's too heavy. And you can only have one piece before you're full because it's so much bread and dough. Oh, I love. So here's, here's where I come down. I don't like if, if you've got like too much bread. Okay. Well, I don't understand what those words mean (laughs) and I never will. I will accept, even if you just called it, I, I guess I don't even care that you call it pizza. It's amazing. If you've had good, I mean, Look, all pizza is fine. Even bad pizza is fine. I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really here for like the, the best quality pizza. Like that's a sort of, you know, that's a luxury we can all afford. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have anything wrong with thicker crust. I just want it like, for example, Devani's here locally has a really good deep dish pizza. The outside edges are really crispy and mm-hmm. crunchy. What about the And then middle? the dough is soft and doughy. Yeah, oh, uncooked. Oh, and gooey. It's not uncooked. It's just so Absolutely gross. not. No. No. Gross. It's I, gross. I just think maybe you haven't had good deep dish pizza. No, it's just a different, <laughs> hey, what it, it is what it is, but I don't think it's pizza. I oh, it's feel totally like pizza. It's not the original pizza. It's, it's no something more they or created less. going, hey, this is pizza too, and people went, all right. Yeah, I think I think that would be all American pizza. If you talk to Italians, they'd be like, none of that crap is pizza. Yeah. Mike, do you have a strong opinion either way? Not at all. I love pizza. Yeah. Yesterday, we had terrible pizza out in the lobby that had been sitting there for four hours, and I ate three slices of it. Mike literally walked out and was like, and I was like, oh, it looks a little dry for me. Yep. Swiped it up, and it's like, I'm eating it. And you did. Was it good? It's pizza. No. It's pizza. I mean, it's pizza. It's it's cold pizza. It's it's great. Do you have a preference when you order pizza in your house? Uh, yeah, I would like a thinner crust personally. Uh, I like thinner, like a regular. Thinner, just, sorry, regular, more like a regular hand toss would be my preferred. If I was skewing one way or the other, I would go thinner. And Don, you like a very thin crust, right? I do, or a flatbread is fine. Don't you know? Don't it's say the same flatbread. What do you flat mean flatbread? Bread. Like a pita? Well, you know, just like ones that are a little bit thicker. I guess hand tossed is what it's called, but that seems like a weird phrase that I don't like to say often. You don't like to say hand toss. Hand toss. Should we take a phone call real quick? All right. We got who's, somebody who's very passionate about this ooh, topic. I like passion. Sorry. Who's on the phone? It's Phil. Phil, what do you think about deep dish pizza? Well, is there dough? Yes. Is there sauce? Yes. Is there cheese? Yes. So for you, it's pizza. It's pizza. Don, it's freaking pizza. So you're saying, so, but that means that a pizza roll is pizza. So like a bun with dough and pizza and pepperoni and cheese and sauce, that's also pizza? A round thing? Hey, genius, you just said a pizza roll is pizza, right? You no, I said pizza in, in your it, terms, right? a pizza roll or some kind of bun, because it has dough, it has sauce. So, oh, that's a pizza. If somebody set it down that looked like an apple you know, I in the shape because, of an apple. I'm listening. <laughs> you never know. Don, uh, just because you hate carbs, 
okay? Doesn't mean that you have to hate everything, okay? But, Why don't you discuss something more important like is shepherd's pie a pie? Oh, well, well that's a whole different topic. It, you know, I do have a beef with shepherd's pie mostly there because cottage pie has beef, but everybody calls that shepherd's pie. Shepherd's right. pie ideally should have lamb. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I trust you completely, Bradley. Done. <laughs> Don, start start following me again. Stop unmuting me. I'm oh, now on. it's personal. Okay. Phil, thank you so much Bye. for calling. Um, what? What? He got some opinions about it. Oh well. But I just I I don't think you should shy away from your opinion, Don. I think you should own it because again, like I said, I've heard this from multiple people. They don't think deep dish pizzas. Pizza. I'm just being surly, you know that. I just don't prefer it because it feels so heavy when I eat it. Yeah. Like I feel like I can only have one piece and Girl, it's like, oh, have to apologize. I feel like there's a brick in my stomach and a lot of oil. Yeah. Butter and oil. Butter and oil. I'm just going to be over here eating my deep ass dish pizza. Okay. Also, never going to say the words deep ass dish <laughs> ever again. When we come back, here's some other words I wish I didn't have to say. Johnny Depp is now friends with a very, very interesting person. He's very rich. And problematic. We'll tell you why when we come back right here on... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And oh, Johnny Depp, you know, he's looking for friends. He probably doesn't have the same friends he did 10 years ago. But hey, you know what? We're a little critical of the friend he just met and made. Well, and I think he was maybe looking for more than friends, maybe a little money. Oh, oh okay. Which is why... like benefits? What? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, I don't know what people get up to in their own time. It's none of my business as long as they don't do it in my face. Um, hi. Hi. No, it's, I just heard that for years. So okay. I thought I'd share it back. Thank you. You all. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, there is a story over at The Hollywood Reporter. And uh, actually, I think it was from a Vanity Fair profile, but I saw the Hollywood Reporter report of the report, as they say. And it's that Johnny Depp is now friends with a Saudi prince. In Uh, fact, none mm -hmm. other than Saudi Arabia's crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, otherwise known as uh, MBS. Now, you may know that name and it may sound familiar to you because of, well, I'm going to get a little dark here. Yeah. The death, the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. So if you remember that story mm-hmm. and the connection that was made with the crown prince, you could understand then why we would say, uh, why is Johnny Depp friends with that guy? And so I read on further. Oh, 
And it said not only is he friends with MBS, but also it is a, quote, bromance like no other. Uh Uh-oh. After getting a royal tour of the Saudi kingdom, the Pirates of the Caribbean star, quote, is eyeing a possible seven-figure deal. Interesting. Oh. To become a global cultural ambassador as he shoots movies in the country. And then I go, oh, that's interesting. And in this variety piece, he says, quote, though I admit I was somewhat naive as to, okay, it's 2.19 on a Thursday. Excuse my mouth. Though I admit I was somewhat naive at first to what was transpiring in the region, I've since experienced firsthand the cultural revolution that is happening here. Okay. Um, what? Can, is he doing Saudi we, Arabian tourism now? Is he on the tourism board? I think he's just getting a lot of money for bringing some uh, good PR to Saudi Arabia with the projects that he's connected to. Okay. And uh, he, I guess there's uh, something called the Red Sea Film Foundation. They have a, uh, a financing arm, which has already backed his next directorial effort. which is a biopic called Modi about Italian artist Amadeo Mogdigliani, which also, by the way, little known fact, Barbara Streisand loves Mogdigliani. I didn't know about this artist until she talked about it in her memoir. Okay. Uh, I digress. Now it's um, very layered. Saudi Arabia. uh, They also provided post-production financing for his uh, Jean Dubarry movie. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, and that was So this is all Cannes. about money. Yes, that is a film that did very well at Cannes. Yeah. Okay. So the moral of this story is it's a little dispiriting to see somebody who's connected to such a horrific murder palling around with the likes of Johnny Depp, especially because I don't feel like Johnny Depp needs any help in the I'm questioning my fandom of Johnny Depp at this moment following, you know, yeah, Amber Heard trial, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What say you, Don McLean? Well, it seems Excuse like me, Don Bernadette S- McLean, Sussex. Oh, um, I feel like he must really need some money <laughs> because. But then, I'm so. Will he be filming in Saudi Arabia? I wonder. That's what it says. So it's like, we're going to film this movie here, by the way, starring Al Pacino, which I'm like, does Al Pacino know? He's going there. So what does he think about it? That would be another Mike, question I had. Um, when we get a chance, there's a song that I think so eloquently puts this all into uh, perspective. Okay. And it goes something like, money talks, money talks. Yeah. Dirty cash, I want you. Hmm. Dirty cash, I need you. Whoa, Keep whoa. talking. Whoa. So I'm just saying, like, that's it, it's <laughs> it's all about money. Yeah, it's all about money. But how do you like? So he did. It seems like in some reports he questioned him about the murder of this Washington Post journalist. Well, it says in in that uh, Hollywood Reporter piece, it references in the Vanity Fair piece quote. Depp got up the courage to ask MBS about what happened to the journalist. The magazine profile added that with an earnest expression, he began laying out his argument that Khashoggi had become a rogue operative working within the country's enemies, working with the country's enemies, rather, to undermine the crown prince's 
reform agenda. So I don't know if that was like his justification for the murder. But regardless, I don't even think we need to have that conversation because it's a lot. Yeah. But also, why would you even want to go into that? Like, why would you even want to align yourself with someone who is that problematic? No. Well, you don't, you know. Unless Money you're talks. fleeing the, yeah. Money talks. Dirty oh, cash. Oh, boy. Dirty yeah. cash. I need you all. So, what is, so this guy really admires Johnny Depp. It seems like from the Vanity Fair article, you know, exploring more into it, he is like, idolizes Johnny Depp. He thinks he is Saudi Arabia's Johnny Depp, sort of. Like, he feels like that Johnny Depp and he are one insane person. And I feel like Johnny Depp is using that star power to his advantage. Oh, most certainly. Of course so, he is. I wonder what he's going to have him do, like dress up like Jack Sparrow and <laughs> run around Saudi Arabia <laughs> no, as like I, swashbuckling through Saudi Arabia going, look, I have a Johnny Depp. Yeah, I think literally just being able to have Johnny Depp in his orbit mm-hmm. is probably accomplishment enough for him. And just being able to say that he's friends with Johnny Depp. I mean, obviously that's enough. And Johnny Depp obviously is getting exactly what he wants. So it's they're both getting what they want in this scenario. It's just, to my mind, it's just completely uh, dispiriting, as I said earlier. But also it's just really sad that he would... that he would do that or make that calculation. Yeah. And I'm just the other stars that are attached to it. Well, it'll be interesting to see once people, yeah. since people know this and, and it's not, by the way, it's the criticism is not just about the death of Jim or the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. There are plenty oh. of other things that perhaps Johnny Depp wouldn't approve of, but seems to, because he's yeah getting some, he's getting money. some money. I wonder how far it would go before he would say, I'm cutting ties with this person. Or maybe he needs to just research I don't more. Think he's gonna. You don't I think don't so? I think you do a whole Vanity Fair piece. Saying, hey, look at my new friend. Wrapping your arms around him. And this has been happening in the world of sports now for quite some time yeah. with Live Golf, oh, golf. with the F Formula One, with the WWE tied to it. I mean, there's so many that's entities right. that are like, yeah, we know that's going on, but there's a lot of money. There's so much like money. It's, yeah. It's money. So, wow. That's yeah. sad. It is. It's very sad and it's frustrating. Um, Johnny Depp, do better. Okay, now I'm going to turn a little bit over here to tell you that when we come back, Dawn is going to tell us about Jason Kelsey's wife, Kylie, Mm -hmm. and her very superstitious Super Bowl experience. (laughs) Yes. When we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. going to the Super Bowl and not being able to watch the actual game. Not because you were working and you couldn't get away from your beer tent, but because you were so superstitious. Something just came into your mind and told you you're going to affect the game if you watch this. What? That is what happened to Jason Kelsey's wife, Kylie Kelsey. She had one of the best seats in the stadium, of course, because she was in the Travis Kelsey box. That included Taylor Swift, her whole family, and everything. She was set to go. Well, she shared a video on her Instagram story on Tuesday. Okay. Um, and she just um, 
said, basically, at some point Sunday, my superstition kicked in hard. I refused to watch the game, even via the TVs. Now, her so, brother-in-law is Travis Kelsey. Her, her yeah. husband is Jason Kelsey. So she was just watching her friend Sarah's reactions, who was in the booth with her, so she could keep her in the loop. Is that like a thing, though? Like um, sports people, they get real superstitious and like, I got to wear these panties every oh, yeah. time I watch the game because something's going to happen. Yeah, and a lot of times it has to do with not washing socks or... Patrick Mahomes, in fact, I think, didn't wash his uh, either his underwear or his uh, whatever he was wearing, undershirt, maybe something, for like years. Ew. He would always wear the same ones. Why does it have to be like a hygiene thing and not like, (laughs) I I just made sure I got a a haircut before the game? (laughs) Well, maybe like, do they spray it with Febreze or something? I hope. Or like, air it out. Or Lysol? Yeah. Who knows? Open a window. Air it out. Crack a window, air it out. Gosh, uh, so she, so she like literally, a... it just came into her mind that she's like, oh my gosh, if I watch this game, I'm assuming that's what it is. She just didn't say much else in that, like my superstition kicked in and I couldn't watch the game even on the TVs. So something in her mind said, if you watch this, they will lose. Wow. So she didn't. And she just was watching her friend so going, what are they doing? What is if they good? did lose? Is she going to then like go to them and be like, you guys, I'm really sorry you lost. It's because I was watching. I watched game. 18 minutes of the game. Well, I mean, do you that's have a irrational fan. superstitions? I, I guess all superstitions are by nature irrational. I think so. Like I, when I'm driving and I suddenly get a message in my head, <laughs> he just cocked his head like the dog that was a message, like a text home. message. No, like a voice in my head. Okay. That says, Turn down this road. Don't go that way. I go the way it tells me to. Like, exit now. Really? I will go that way and go home a different way. Does that way. happen often? Um, I would say, I don't know, five times a year or something like that. But I follow the directions. I go, okay, I'll do it. Because you never know. Maybe you're getting some message from beyond. Like, your dead grandma's telling you there's going to be a wreck up ahead. You don't know. You got to be real careful listening to voices in your head, honey. Well, but they're never, it's not happening daily. Like, it's just like what else intuition. What tell you to do? <laughs> come on. Uh, 651 I'm sorry, you can't say that and then be like, oh, come on, Are be you serious. You're the one that's saying you hear voices that make you turn down different streets. <laughs> well, I just listen to those because sometimes, you know, Things can happen like, you like know, what? like maybe bad things. That's superstition. But right? then if you but so, OK, I understand. Yeah. It, and I am I'm I'm being a little facetious, but I also think in my head when I have those thoughts, don't succumb to those thoughts, mm-hmm. because when you do, then you will always wonder what, for example, when I was in my 20s, I got to the point where I couldn't fly for like two years of my life. Now, this is after I had flown internationally because sure. I studied abroad and whatever. I had no problems flying. Zero. Never had a fear of flying. And then for like two years of my life, could not fly. And it's because I think I watched a lot of those TV shows while also undiagnosed anxiety at the time. But mm-hmm. mostly because you remember them shows where they'd be like, Bob was supposed to get on a flight to Newark. Yeah. And it's a good thing he listened to this voice that told him, don't get on that plane mm-hmm. because that plane later crashed and everyone aboard passed away. 
Yeah. And then I would see those shows, and then I started to have those thoughts and think, I can't get on this plane because something bad's going to happen. And then I couldn't fly for two years. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And I see what you're I saying. I just want to let you know, during the time that I didn't fly, no planes ever crashed. And so in my head, I have to like work real hard to like... Is that because you didn't get on the planes? No, the, they said they were going to crash. So yeah. I shouldn't get on them. Oh, sure. They didn't say, like, if you don't get on them, they're not going to crash. Oh, okay. They're only going to crash if you get on them. That's not what the voice said. Okay. What My else? point is, Did the voice girl, say, that if pizza I listen, is pizza? <laughs> if I listen to them voices all the time, I'm going to be stuck at home. Well, tell that to Kylie Kelsey. She didn't even watch the game. but That just seems debilitating. Yeah. Like, I would get tired of having to listen to that voice is my, prop, my True. point. True, yeah. Yeah. So if you have a superstition... Give us a call, 651-641-1071. Or if it's simply like, okay, when I go to my kids, you know, softball games, I wear these gloves. I think those are really common, right? Like the sports thing. I'd be curious. I want to listen to a podcast of somebody tell me where that comes from. Well, I am here, and this show is a podcast. So if you listen back to this segment right here, you'll be listening to a podcast. Oh, okay. You just took that personal. I was not being personal. <laughs> I'm not taking, what I was, taking it personal, trust what, me. What I was saying is... I was just trying to be clever. I want to hear, like, where that superstition comes from. It's. I totally think that... Mike, do you have any superstitions with sports? He's getting the phone. Oh, okay. Um, I think that a lot of it is, sport, like, sports people. Well, that's what I said. I yeah, wonder where that comes from. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But I really agree with you about the anxiety because when you have anxiety, you start to create rituals to make the anxiety go away. And as a kid, I used to do that, like count tiles on the ceiling because I was scared. Or, you know, I'd tell myself I have to run around this um, chair five times when the microwave is going or the devil will get me. <laughs> it's true. You're laughing, but that's oh, a lot. No, no, it's true. I'm sorry. It's true. But I don't do that anymore. So. Let's go to the phone lines. Amber's on the line. What do you want to share, Amber? Hi. Hi. I have the exact I have the exact same thing. I will occasionally just have this overwhelming feeling to go the back roads or take the highway or turn here and I always obey it. Never do I feel like the car's going to crash necessarily. Yeah. Like rather you were saying, well the plane's going to crash. I always just it just says do it, and I do it. Yeah. And I'll do it with my kids and my sister. She was in a bad relationship, and I'm like, you need to get out of this. Like, you need to get out of it now. And I was so adamant that she did, and she never listens to me. And it was a really, really good thing that she did. Ooh. So I, I just listen to my inner voice yes. every time. Well, thank you for the call. That's I'm glad there's somebody out there that's taken the back roads. It could be lead you to something good, though. Like, it could be like, if you stop at this store right now, you might run into an old friend. You know, it doesn't have to be, or you're going to crash or something. But, okay, who else is on the phone? Ryan's on the line. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Do you have any superstitions? Oh, I do. You know, as a dentist, I the last thing I want to hear a patient say, like, if you're doing extraction is, oh, yeah, I had an extraction before last time. Oh, it went so simple. And that's, oh. those are the ones that it's going to last an hour and a half to two hours. Oh, no. So you're like, don't say oh, anything. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yes. That's you're like, don't, don't jinx it. it. <laughs> that's 
right. I, I use that word all the time. Is Yeah, don't jinx it. And also, don't ever tell your dentist when the first time you've met him and you sit down and the first thing you say is, I hate the dentist because then we don't want to work on you. That, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're getting all the feelings today, Ryan. Anything else you got tips for? No, and I can't use my last name. I'll get in trouble. Oh, you're right. fine. You're fine. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Have a great day. Let's go to Kelly. Kelly's on the line. Very superstitious. Hey, Kelly. What are you superstitious Hi. about? Hi. Um, I cannot drive behind, you know, those, I don't know if they're car dealers or whatever that have all the big, you know, the cars on the back of them and yeah. stuff. I cannot. Yeah. I will go out of my way. Yeah. I will drive if I see it behind, or in front of me. I will. I don't care if I have to go 20 miles out of my way. I will not be behind it at mm. all. Okay. Yeah, that's those those kind of scare me too. I, I think a lot of people try to avoid those just because of what you know. You imagine what yeah. could happen. So yeah, yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Um, one thing I am superstitious about is Satan. So are you making fun of me? Because I said I had to run around that chair when the microwave was no, going on. You know this. I've already told you about this. Oh. The Ouija board. People, I, I I do not put me in a room with a Ouija board because really? if you unintentionally open a gate to hell, oh. then you can't close that thing up and Satan's going to grab you and pull you down. Okay. So that's one thing I am definitely superstitious yeah. about. I do not like any kind of, like you don't mess with that stuff. Like you think it's cute and like, oh, I'm going to, mm-hmm. yeah. well, no, I and I don't think it's good. there's anything to it. But I ain't fixing to chance it. Yeah, the, I respect that. On the, like, infinitesimal, my you're laughing at me, <laughs> yeah. the infinitesimal percentage uh-huh. that that's going to happen. Okay. I don't want to be there for when it does. Okay. Well, I respect that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cat. What else are you, uh, when you hear voices, what do they tell you to do? <laughs> Well, you know, I have like little intuitions about people. Like the other day I was at Elsie's eating. Yeah. I think intuition is different than a superstition though, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Like you're asking me about the voices. They said our waiter who did not look old at all. They just, in an image or it just showed me and it said he's a grandpa. And then it showed me a vision of him having a great time with his grandkids. And it was like. Oh, okay. And then I didn't verbalize that because people would think it was weird if I said, are you a grandpa? Because I see you with your grandkids and you're having a great time. But my friend who knew the waiter, as the waiter walked away, said, you know, you wouldn't believe this, but he's a grandpa. And I went, what? Anyway, that's my story. Does anybody else want to talk about their superstitions? No. No, okay. But it's I fine. always try to laugh. Like when I start, I always help my mom put up Christmas lights every single year. And the first thing I do is walk underneath the ladder. Oh, yeah. Just to kind of put it Just in the face show. of the superstition. Yeah, you're like, I got like, you. I'm going to get, yeah, yeah. I kind of do that with but, cats. Like, because oh, sure. I get black cats crossing my path all the time. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, you go on, kitty cat. That's right. Don't ever be mean to a black cat. <laughs> with sports, I think it's so much routine more than superstition. Yeah. Like, so many athletes always have to do the same thing the same way. And but it's that just part seems of it's so rooted paralyzing. In. Yeah, right? but it also probably is the most efficient way to do it. And if you've had success doing it that way, you want to keep oh, doing it so you genius. continue to have success. Okay. So I think that's where a lot of the sports superstition is rooted in. It's just routine. That makes sense. And repetition yeah it's also if you do if you do things in the same patterns you don't have to be distracted by do i have this did i do this right did i wear the right shoes and it's like 
this is my pattern. This yeah, is how but I if you're watching bag. it, that's the part that's weird. Oh, yeah. She, like she, when you're she, watching she, sports yeah. and you think she, that somehow that you're not looking at the thing is going to yeah. solve the problem with the game. Did you notice what she was wearing as well? No. She refuses to wear Kansas City gear, oh, which yeah, I actually right. respect a lot because her Why? well, her husband spent years, and I mean like two uh, over a decade, for playing for the Philadelphia mm. Eagles. And she's like, I will not wear Philadelphia gear. I won't do it. So, or sorry, I won't wear Kansas City gear. I only wear Philadelphia Eagle gear because that's who my husband plays for. So when she was at the game, she wore oh. red, but she was wearing Cincinnati Bearcat red, which is both yeah. from their college team. That's where that's they went cute. to college. Yeah. That's cute. So, she also represents several brands. She has endorsements with Lindor Chocolates, Papa John's, and, and Honey Bake Ham. Well, and soon, probably, the Superstitious Fans <laughs> of America Club. Yes, yes, that's right. Writ large. Mike, any superstitions that you have we didn't really get to talk to you no, about? No, other that. than walking under the ladder every time okay. just to kind of, yeah. Mess with your mom? Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to mess with your mom again hey. by letting oh you spin that wheel. It's a euphemism. Yo. He's going to spin his game show roulette wheel. We'll find out where it lands and what game we're playing when we come back right here on Mike. Hey, my talkers, it's Dawn McLean here for David and his team at First Equity Mortgage. Are you looking for an independent mortgage broker with unmatched personalized service? Well, David is here for you. He knows everything about buying and selling homes and helping you on your way, especially if you kind of don't know what you're doing. I didn't know when I went into his office and he got my ducks in a row. Now, I didn't end up buying a home, but I did end up living with my boyfriend who refinanced with David two years ago. And he was so happy with the service. He was amazed that David beat his bank's rate. David was in communication with him the whole time, and he was actually excited to give him this really low rate. Also, customers Paul and Kinley said about Peter, one of David's loan officers, will be back when it's time to upgrade, and they gave him an 11 out of 10 rating. So do what dozens of my talkers have done. Call David and his team at First Equity, 763-251-8000, or my talk keyword David.